How To Be 60 is on the road for the first time ever with the first of two live shows from the Edinburgh Fringe. Karen and I are joined by my loose woman pal Nadia Sawala and star of Cold Feet Robert Bathurst who agrees with me that happiness is overrated. And I'm wondering how to be 60 It's scaring the shit out of me Anyone who is listening out there, Karen and I at our first ever How To Be 60 uh, podcast live at the Edinburgh Fringe. Yes. Woo-hoo! With a live audience. And we have just asked them if they like our theme tune and they have said, no, not really, not really. Pretty crap. Okay, yeah. all right, we'll work on it. We will work on it, definitely. Um, I mean, who would have thought at our age that this would be a first to be at the Edinburgh Fringe with a live show. It's quite a big deal. I mean, you're older than me, of course. One hundred, uh, no, one thousand one hundred and seventeen days you're older than me. Not that I'm counting. I am older. I probably don't look any older. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did I, I laugh too loud? <laughs> well, you, d- you, you did. Swan in here. Oh, no, to be honest, you made too much of an effort. Do you not know think? You know, when you get older, you make too much of an effort. When you're younger, you know, you're a bit kind of. Do you not think? <laughs> I could just sit at home tomorrow. No, no, no. You no, need no. me. I, no, I do, I do. <laughs> you make me look good. Um, <laughs> no, I was trying to be nice to you. Oh, really? That would be a first. <laughs> no, but it is a big deal that it's a first for us. I, I mean, I'm kind of nervous and excited. I mean, if you look at the Fringe programme, it's full of... The Fringe is about newcomers, isn't it? It's about young talent. It's about newcomers. I mean, you look through the programme and it's all young, 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 young. You know, there's nobody, like, old in it. Well, that's good, isn't it? We're a breath of fresh air. Yeah. But I am looking through the programme and I says, you know, this needs more old women, <laughs> said nobody in the world ever in the history of time. Um, do you feel old? Do I feel old? Aye. Well, that's the, the whole debate, isn't it? What is feeling old? I, I, I don't know. I mean, once you start to ponder on it, it's a really... D- no, I don't think I do. Do you? I don't. I feel... Um, no. I do when I look in the mirror, you know, yeah, or yeah. you're out shopping, you know, just kind of casually, and you're actually thinking you're quite good and everything. You walk like, oh! <laughs> I know. And you go right back. It's absolutely bloody awful. Um, no, I, I think I feel all right, actually. Yeah. So, um, shall we get on and get our guests on here? I think we should. And, and just to warn everyone who is listening, um, this will be a shorter podcast than usual. I don't know why I'm speaking to the gods here. This will be a shorter podcast than usual because of the audience. Obviously, we've built in six loo breaks, okay? <laughs> so, probably when we put it out, it'll be about 20 minutes long in total. Do you get up the, uh, during the night? What? Do you get up during the night for a pee? That's not in the script. I'm just wondering if you do. Um, no, I don't actually. I've got the bladder of a camel. I'm very proud of it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just wondered. So how many times? Once. Just the once? Well, when I'm in the camper fan, I don't. I sort of tell myself not to that. There's no way that I'm getting out and on into the... No, so I don't. So it's a psychological thing. Because when I'm at home, I do tend to. Do you? Yeah, you look at the... In fact, you don't even need to look at the clock. It's always the same time. Do you want to talk about your flatulence? Or are we going to leave that for now? <laughs> We'll leave that for now. We'll leave that for now. The audience is very, very grateful. Um, let's bring <laughs> on our guests, Robert Bathurst and Nadia Sawala. Hey! Hey! Hello. 
Robert, you know, at the beginning I came on, Strictly Music, what the hell have I done? Robert is thinking that right now. <laughs> so you're in the den here, Robert. Of, uh, and you've been exposed to Nadia in a way yeah. that you never, ever thought that you, that you would. He was so yeah. sweet. I, he said, where's that from? <laughs> uh, what, my Instagram. <laughs> So, how are you two? I mean, Nadia, you don't have anything on the Fringe. You have come uh, up to visit me, which is really lovely, but you're a veteran of the Fringe. And I came to see Love, Loss and Chianti, um, which is one of the assembly rooms. I don't know if you've seen it. I highly recommend it. It was a beautiful piece um, about, well, lost, a sort of older man who'd lost his uh, partner to cancer. And well, that's the, yeah, that's the first half. I mean, it's two, I've taken two books of poems by the poet Christopher Reid. And the first one is autobiographical, the second one is fictional um, and farcical. Uh, but uh, they're both about love and loss, and there's a lot of drinking in the second half. Um, so oh. I call the show Love, Loss and Chianti. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it real Chianti? Are you drinking, drinking? No drinking. It's, uh, I, I, it's with cartoon animation going on, so all the yeah. action is in cartoon. And we're, um, I, yeah, it, it, I, we have no props. And uh, oh. so I describe it in the third person in the second one. The whole thing is done. It sounds really complicated, but it isn't. It's fairly direct and um, strange and funny and, and gets sort of darker because, very briefly, he, couldn't, he tried to write this funny one just after he'd finished the one about his wife and he couldn't, he couldn't shake off the whole uh, uh, sense of loss and, and so the, the, the farce of the second one gets, is, is dark because of what yeah. he'd been through in the first one. Yeah. Mm. No, it's very compelling. I felt very, very drawn into it. Also, I have to say, you know, being women of a certain age, um, Nadia doesn't know where her house keys are. She doesn't know how to switch her vibrator off. I just don't know. <laughs> God, will you let it go? <laughs> Your own vibrator. 90 minutes of very literary pose. How did you remember? I know you're a trained actor, but God, how do you remember that stuff yeah. at her age? Well, it's 90 minutes, and um, yeah, it, it, it takes a lot. Uh, uh, I've been doing it for a while. I mean, it's a project I've been working on for about 10 years. I asked the poet for permission to do it in right. 2012. And I've been doing tryouts in art galleries and pubs and clubs and churches and orangeries and all sorts of places. I was doing a show in Chicago and I walked into an art gallery and said, can I try it out there? So I've been trying out, uh, not with the cartoons, but in, and the cartoons take a lot of time to develop, as you can imagine. Yeah. And then we, we, I, we had it all ready for uh, March 2020. Thank you very much. Yeah. And, uh, so uh, we, we, we lost everything on that. Uh, we did two weeks in London and then had to pull along with the rest of the world. And uh, so we brought it here. Yeah. God, March 2020. Remember, we went to see Elena Ferranti, uh, yes. my Oh, yes. Wonderful friend, beautiful friend. I can yes. never remember which yeah. friend. Wonderful friend. Um, March 2020, and it was going to be my personal year of culture, 2020. Yeah. Ah. I, I said that so much. It we did in the lovely, bar. doesn't it? 2020, yeah. and then it all yeah. came. Yeah, but you, yeah. of course, have been reliving your youth uh, coming through here, haven't you? Yeah, because I, I, I literally am having euphoric recall because I came to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival when I was 17. And it was just the best time ever. I mean, I did get terrible thrush, but that was only because <laughs> I was that was only because I've just got a boyfriend. So, but but all those memories all roll into one, and they all become I beautiful. It was the beer you were drinking. <laughs> <laughs> this is Robert Bath. <laughs> I can go. Thrush. Sorry, well, he's already seen my ass, so that's all out the window. <laughs> As a throb. <laughs> so, would you like to go back to that time? I guess that's what this is well, all about. Well, it's funny because we always have this discussion argument, don't we, where yeah. I always say, no, I wouldn't go back because you've got to go back through all the pain and agony of everything as well. And I, I actually, wherever I am in life, I usually like it the best. Like, I, I never 
have planned anything in my life, nothing. Like, I, I don't know what I'm doing next week, you know. I've always been that sort of a person, which I think is actually quite a good way, actually, to go into your older age. I'm never looking back. I have no, I'm not a nostalgic person. I mean, my family are so nostalgic. They can sit and just talk for hours about times gone by. I'm not. I'm quite in the moment, impulsive, compulsive person. So... Um, but having said all of that, and then being back here today, walking around in Ruda, when I was young and beautiful, and I danced all night on tables, and you know, wild boys and Thrush. cigarettes <laughs> and <laughs> Jack Daniels, you know, it's all gone. I mean, you've it's all, all yoga and green juice now. It's you've so always taken the mickey out of me, you know, dodging my age. You're the absolute opposite. You've always embraced your age. I mean, you're not 60. You're, well, you, I, you probably I, don't even know what age you are. I think I know your age better than you do. Do you remember when I had... Oh, it's a baby! <laughs> I didn't know. No, he's, li he's lying his age. No. Um, do you remember when I had to out you live on Loose Women? Oh, no. I, well, I, I, she I, had no idea. I, had, I went up to the dressing room and I knew she'd flown and got a passport out. Because <laughs> I was sick to death of the lies. Huh? Driver's licence. Yeah. I was at a driving licence. Yeah. I was sick yeah. to death of your lies. I didn't understand it. For me, it was my big disappointment always about you. Because you've always been... <laughs> so just the one, Nadia? So just the no, one? No, just, just... I didn't understand it because it didn't go with anything else that you are, which is supremely smart and confident and sassy. Good at and the yet Charleston. Going, oh, I don't want to say how old I am. And it was like... It was just so unfeminist. Well, yeah, which is funny because that day, like, my head was telling me this is the mature thing to do, it's good television, you know, just go with it, put a smile on your face, and inside my head was going, I'm going to fucking cry. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to fucking Oh, I wrestled with it. I mean, do, does age bother you? Does the passage of, of time bother you, Robert? Uh, well, no, I mean, I, I didn't enjoy my 20s, and I have to say, when I was 30, I thought, this is great, they're, they're mm. over. I know that's probably un unusual, but I, I, the 20s are flailing, and I say to my daughters, don't worry, you know, the mm. 20s are a time of great turbulence and, and, and mm. you, you know, all that, and, and uh, that's, that's to be expected, and, and so I didn't really, re I, mean, I sort of, yeah, I loved, I loved my 30s, but... Uh, Why? My what, what happened in your 20s? You know, in my no well, no, you just, you know, you're just sort of flailing around and... and, and you know, just uh, being loose. And, and when like was it. Cold Feet? Were you in your 30s then? No, I got my, no, Cold Feet, I was 39 when I got oh that. Oh, God, right. Mm. Yeah. Well. yeah. But, I mean, you, you studied... <laughs> 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 I call her the postmenopausal Mrs. Merton, which I think is... That's so funny, I just, said, I just said outside, but she's like Mrs. Merton. <laughs> <laughs> A young Mrs. Merton. <laughs> oh, do you know what I was thinking of? Mrs. Overall, you know, with the trolley. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Merton stroke <laughs> overall. Soup. <laughs> um, yeah, so you, you went to Cambridge, you studied law. Yeah, uh, no, did I, you ever practice law? No, I got qualified, but I never practiced, yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Mm. But I knew I, knew, I knew I wouldn't do it. I, knew, I, just, I, just, I didn't know what to do. The year after I went to university, so I did the law, law, law stuff. Um, but um, I was always doing shows, always doing radio stuff and, and getting in there. That's yeah, great to hear this. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I knew that I wanted to do what I'm doing at the moment, so... Was there a family expectation? No, no family expectation. No? There's no weight of that. My parents are a bit puzzled, uh, bemused by the whole thing. Uh, very supportive uh, in a sort of hands-off sort of way and just hoping for the best. And, um, yeah, I think they worried much more about my career than I did. Yeah. And, uh, mm -hmm. so, so, yeah, that's what Especially parents, that's do, the job you? of parents. Mm. Parents do, though, don't they? So what well, happened in your 30s that you hit your stride then? No, 30, well, no, 30, I mean, I got married at 28, 
And uh, we had, um, uh, yeah, I think we had yeah, one, one, one uh, daughter by then. And yeah, I probably, yeah, maybe I, in, in me, I just wanted to sort of say, oh, come on, yeah. Uh, that, that's, uh, that, that side of life, that flailing around looking and finding mm. and, and yeah. yearning is, is, is more settled now. That's maybe what it was. Yeah. Mm. Now that's interesting because you loved the flailing around, didn't you? Well, I loved it while I was flailing, but I don't... I, well, as I say today, I've had this weird experience where I'm yearning for... I don't look back and yearn for that because there was also so much drama involved in those years, you know. I, I was an idiot. Mm. I was just an idiot, just falling from one moment to another without really thinking. And not flailing is a really good word. I, I wouldn't go back. I love feeling a wee bit stronger. Yeah. a wee bit more centred. Though you were saying that, um, you and I are in a WhatsApp group with another uh, friend. Um, I it's a Jean. Out her <laughs> it's a Jean. Only guessing. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's Jean Moore. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she has been on holiday and uh, she's with her two daughters. I hope Jane doesn't mind me saying this. And she took a picture of them and she said, oh, they're being chatted up by these gorgeous young men. And she said, oh, God, youth, I miss it. And then I saw you going dot, 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 dot. And I thought, oh, what's Nadia going to say? Because I thought you would say, oh, I don't miss that at all. But you came back in with, oh, God, yeah, I miss it too. Well, yeah, Which I mean, I think, me. that, I, think, I think that that's okay, isn't it? I think it's moments. There's moments. And I think you just have to embrace that and go, yeah, that's a really good feeling. And I can take a step back. But it's not going to hold me back from where I am now and all the riches and all the joys that you get at this age, of which there are many. Yes, my knees, I hate that I can't jump off a wall anymore. Yeah, I hate lots of things physically. I hate worrying more about my health. All that stuff that comes with this age is annoying. Pelvic floor. Pelvic floor, annoying. But you've just got to keep moving on from it because, you know, I have great friends, I have great relationships, I've got a career I love, so I just try and be none of which I had in my 20s. Yeah. So in terms of 60... Do you think about being 60? It's funny, I've just been away on holiday, and if you'd asked me before holiday, I'd say, no, I'm just not thinking of going back to my, I'm in the moment, I'm in the moment. But actually, I ha on holiday, I had a lot more time to think, and I did start to just worry a little bit, but it's always around health with me. It's not about losing something that I had, well, other than health. Mm. It's about, and, and I worry about all that I did to destroy my <laughs> Remember all that dancing on the tables and the fags and the Jack Daniels and the Wild Boys? It's going to come home to roost. <laughs> so I worry about that. most More than anything, I worry about that. Oh, about you, Robert? Are you aware of the passage of time? Is it? Uh, uh, yeah. Um, uh, I, I'm sort of more worried about being 78 than 60. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Specifically 78. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 78. I know what you mean. 78 yeah. is going to be a really tricky one, I think. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> 60, I, yeah, 60s and 70s, I'm sort of really looking forward to them in the sense that I'm really sort of, I'm not fussed, protected. I said maybe 50 was worse than 60 in some ways um, mm. because you're still frightened of death more. In the 60s, you're, you're sort of more reconciled mm. to the idea of it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it just sort of, you know, so you know it's going to yeah. happen. It's, it's dawning, yeah. it's happening. It's sort of memento mori's are happening all around you and you know, friends, are friends are going and, and, yeah. and all that. But uh, you know, 50s, it's much more sort of odd and frightening, and uh, you're, you're much more in touch with where you were before. Whereas now yes. in the 60s, you're, you're looking forward to maybe a vigorous 60s and 70s, you hope. 
And uh, my parents died in their mid-80s, so, you know, that's maybe the average yeah. for me. I don't know. And uh, so um, you hope to, hope, to yeah. get, hope, to get, hope to get through. So, um, mm. no, I don't, I don't... Yeah, of course, I'd love to be sort of vigorous and 30 again, but, I mean... That's just not, it's not, it's no, there's mm. sort of, you know, no you point, no point, point. wishing no, it's for it. sort of no point, exactly, I don't yeah. care. Yeah. But, I, but I, I identify with that because, and this is what I suppose, in your 50s, you're still hanging on a bit, aren't you? <laughs> you can still look yeah. fairly good. You probably still pull. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, and then uh, people talk about that crossover moment, like yeah. you should get into, and I'm quite looking forward to that. It was like we were talking, Jamie Lee Curtis said the other day, yeah. didn't she? And I don't know if any of you saw that article with Jamie Lee Curtis, a film, a movie that she's done recently where she's let it all hang out. And she's amazing. Yes. But she actually said, I've been holding it in. All my life. All my life, I've been holding it all in, yeah. having to be something. Yeah. And now I'm just me without all that. And I think, I think you can move to, not in a way where you don't look after yourself, and you don't, but there's, you just go more up here. Than what's going on outside. Yeah. I, I saw that. I? I thought she looked awful. <laughs> <laughs> she did. <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> she did. I'm talking to these ladies down here. <laughs> Her performance is stunning. <laughs> um, yeah. But it doesn't matter. That's yeah. the thing. Well, to her, it doesn't matter. Does it matter to you how you look? Um, yeah, I really, I intellectually, I got what uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, intellectually. Mm, get you. <laughs> intellectually, <laughs> I, I got what Jamie Lee Curtis was saying, but emotionally, I would have found, I've, well, I'm actually, I'm sitting here very worried in my gut and wishing I hadn't taken my jacket off. That will disappear <laughs> once you get on Strictly. What? That will disappear once you start dancing. <laughs> no, it will, Kay. That's very reassuring. <laughs> Your gut will disappear once you get on Strictly Come Dancing. Well, some um, it will. Yeah, so I'm... I'm what did you say? Nothing. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the subject of, you know, let it all hang out and you're all cool with it, can we have another look at your arse? Oh, God. Uh, but this time, it is straight ahead. If you don't want you to don't, watch, he doesn't need Robert, to say it again. just don't feel that you need so to be. Here we go. Let's go. turn around. Oh, hang on. Hang on. No, no. That's mine. There, look. No, it's not. That's not. There she is. There she is. It looks so different on a big screen, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> That's me, the other one. Oh, we're going all the way. We're going all the way to the end, are we? Yeah, all the way to the end. Take me to embrace it. Well, I'm looking forward to this one. <laughs> Oh, that's my knees. Oh, uh, I, well I suffer for my art, Robert. <laughs> I really suffer for that. That was hell on my knees. <laughs> Nadia, I want to ask, do you wear a thong? Never. Kind of comfortably. Well, that looked pretty much like one. No, I just, I just pulled it up. <laughs> it was a full brief. <laughs> um, yeah. It was a full brief. <laughs> Why is that so funny? <laughs> Well, I'm just thinking there's people who are not going to be able to see this because we're going to put this out. Okay. That's my Instagram. Yeah. So for people who are listening and not here in yeah. the room, that, that was Nadia's arse we were watching. What else is on your Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> We'd love to go and have a look. <laughs> I think you've got a new follower. Um, 
<laughs> so, like, you look terrified now. Just hear Robbie, you look terrified. But set that in context, because we're all laughing in good humour and, you know, that, that you're doing that. And, of course, it does make people laugh. But why do you put yourself out there doing these things? Um, because for too much of my life and for too much of so many women's lives, we spend so much time worrying about something that is so it's such a waste of our time and I thought and you know over the years I've had very disordered eating I've had very disordered um, body image stuff and I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired mm. so I thought just embrace it what's going to happen the world's not going to stop turning what could I've done with my life with the time that I spent thinking and worrying and trying to get into the heads of other people of what they might be thinking of what the hell does it matter so yeah, I mean, I did my first post ages ago where I was taking the piss, you know, and, it, and, it, and, it, and I was just amazed by the response from people. And people go, oh, thank God you've got a bum like my Oh, thank God you're not. And, I, and it actually keep, gives me real resolve and keeps me off the track of that pointless, yeah. stinking thinking. And it's no good just saying to people, just don't think like that, do something more important. It's no good because when it... We're so messed up in the Western world with our, with our thinking that it, it takes a lot to undo it, and I've worked mm. really hard to undo it. Mm. And you traumatised that pure child in the process. <laughs> yeah. it was, uh, do, as a man, uh, Robert, do you think about these things? Do you think about your changing um, aesthetic? I mean, as, as an actor, you will have pictures, as, as you will, Nadia, going yeah. back to when you were 21, and you were yeah. able to see very vividly the passage of time yeah people comment they say i saw this show that you were in many years ago well, you were so young <laughs> yeah you do and it is a real shock because you see stuff and you think crikey was i really you know that uh, slim that whatever <laughs> um and uh yeah i mean it, body image is, is is tricky because you do have you know you're in a show with 10 million people watching it you have 10 million yeah. body fascists out there in, 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 <laughs> and uh, who are prepared to make comments. Yeah. And it is a thing, I think, um, for, bo for men and women, yeah. uh, that uh, you get people saying, oh, he's gone off, or whatever. <laughs> and uh, so... Uh, <laughs> Do you remember when he was good looking? Oh. Uh. Do you remember when you were... People say to me all the time, yeah. they, can't, they go, oh, nicer off the telly oh. all the time they do that and they don't know they mean it as a compliment yeah. but they don't know what do they mean then you look you much nicer what do they mean well they just th oh because then they'll go on or because you look bigger on television you look oh, older right. on television you look this on television oh, and right. they go, okay yeah so the next <laughs> time you go on television you think hello <laughs> it gets harder that wave that we come out with <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, oh i know is this the yeah. time to introduce my tablet, do you think? <laughs> well, we'll thinking about your a parting gift, I no, think. Right, okay. Yeah, a parting gift, we'll get that. Yeah, yeah, can't, yeah, yeah. can't yeah. hear the comments they make, that's fair enough. Is that, because um, I mean, obviously, I'm trying to be professional, do a bit of research, Robert, before you came on. It's very difficult to find gossip, information, <laughs> stories about you. Is that deliberate that you've kept on the down low, you, you, that you're in this profession because you love it and not to be famous? Well, I, I turned down a chance to be famous in my mid-twenties um, in, in that uh, I want to do what I'm doing, which is sort of not sort of up in the, in the firmament, if you like. It can be if, if the shows are successful. But I, I, did a, I, I had a, an agent who wanted me to be a TV presenter, and, uh, and I, I went in for the, um, 
I went in for the auditions for That's Life with Esther Ranson. Oh, wow. And uh, to be one of her sort of acolytes on yes. either side, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the recasting of, of the others, first lot. And so I went through the entire um, rehearsal, uh, rehearsal audition process. There are several rounds of it. And uh, I, I, I lied my way through it, you know, saying how much I wanted to do it. And I, I apologize. I lied to Esther. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, but saying how much I wanted to do it, and then they gave us a story. We had to research that in the in the in the place, and then they gave us in a studio with her, and everything. And they offered me the job, and I said no, oh. and um, because I wanted to do what I'm doing at the moment. And then, on the other hand, I did. Within a year, I was standing in the National Theatre holding a spear, and I had one yeah. line one line for three months, which was "Halt, who goes there?" Yeah, and I, and I was holding my spear, yeah. thinking I could be opening supermarkets by now. <laughs> But I've no, 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 not a minute if I wanted to do, you know, to to get to be do all that. And I love it. I love it when I, you're in a successful show, and I adore that. I mean, yeah. you know, I thought I was doing okay in my twenties and thirties, doing various shows and stuff like that. And then Cold Feet came along, and then all the publicity and the razzmatazz that goes with that. And yes, there was a certain amount of that. But even then, I, whenever. You know, you, you do an interview with the Daily <coughs> Mail, and they try and put you on the psychiatrist's couch. I don't say much no. um, because I, it's not to my taste, really, to yeah. to, um, to, to, to 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 reveal. Not that there's that much to reveal, but you just don't want to just don't want to drag uh, uh, you know uh, home life into into the public domain, really. Which is probably why you didn't haven't found an awful lot. Yeah. But uh, it, that is sort of deliberate. It's instinctive, really, more than anything else. And I've also. Um, old enough to rem remember a time when, before social media, when you have to feed the, feed the beast. And, uh, and I have no need to do that. You must have had sort of professional advisors, though, telling you that actually this would put you out there, this will put you out there, <coughs> this will bring you financial benefits? No, you know, I've, no. I've, 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 I haven't really had any financial, uh, professional advisors. I have, did hire a PR person uh, for a bit when I was doing a show. And uh, the great thing about PR people is that they're, 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 they're paid to lie on your behalf. It's great. <laughs> and, uh, so so uh, I had, <laughs> but uh, by and large, I've never had any sort of media training. And so maybe, yes, you could, you could drip feed. I actually I think it gets in the way. I mean, I, this is a really purist thing to say, and it's not, it's not sort of fashionable. But I think that the more you know about the actor, the less interesting the part they're playing in, because you, you're distracted by what they, who they are, and, and if you have a whole sort, you know, have a go and see a play, and you happen to know that they can only do this play because of the army of dog walkers in dog walkers in Wandsworth, can you know, you still want to know the sort of personal details of that. I just want to, I, I go to see a show, I go to see a, a play rather than a performance, and so that's the attitude. I, the, yeah. the, act, the actor in, it's just really, really, really not. Uh, not what people want to hear, but but I, 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 there's, the actor is irrelevant in many ways, it, it, and and the acting is everything. But the acting, is, the actor is irrelevant. I mean, I can't get a word if you in. I don't mean a word if you in podcast, but I can't drag any new stuff from you. You won't give anything on the podcast about your that you don't want to give. You're very calculated in what you offer up. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I guess it's funny you saying you're sort of purest actor. I mean, I guess I am a journalist. You know, yeah, and that's your job is to, it's is my to mine job. it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel is to get information out of other people. Ah, you wheedle out of me, but you give nothing. Oh, I know. <laughs> honest, honestly, we've nothing. done this for 23 years on Loose Women. Tried to get. You're better now, but you got away with it for about 20 years. I should have got you behind the stage yeah. with a wee tipple, a yeah. wee sherry beforehand, and actually got something yeah. about How her. Did you? No, well, I should have got you. On Loose mm. Women, you're surrounded by oversharers, so yeah. I mean, it really is not very <laughs> difficult to, yeah. to do that. But it is interesting you say that because um, 
with the whole Strictly thing, I've been doing interviews yeah. for it. And I'm aware that I'm finding it a bit difficult because mm. it becomes about me. Yeah. yeah. And I've avoided my career being about yeah. me for such a long time. You yeah. know, you ask other people questions because that's what I love to do. Yeah. Um, but it's performative. A lot of the sort of stuff that's expected to do on reality is, is performative. It's an extension of yourself. It's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's, it's not necessarily you. I don't know if it is. You know, and the most successful ones probably do give everything of themselves. And that's probably the only way to go about it. Mm. But uh, to, <laughs> just to, to, sort of, to sort of hold back is probably naff. You what, was it it. what was it you said backstage to Kate really made me laugh? What was inadequacy? It's probably your greatest friend. No, no. <laughs> I just said, no, I said, that, I said that the appeal of reality shows is inadequacy. Yeah, that's it. So and there we go. You, You're yeah, set. You yeah. Is you've got, yeah, it's got the striving. You don't want to be too trained. I know. <laughs> Vote for me on Strictly. I'm really inadequate. Yeah. Are we going to make that your tagline? Well, that's like Anne Whittacombe. You want that? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Don't it no, you don't. But you've kind of gone the other way, I suppose, thinking about Robert's journey and that he got the opportunity to be a presenter but wanted to continue with acting, whereas you were established as, a, as an actor and then got the opportunity, obviously, to do this women, and you've primarily done that well, um, ever since. Yeah, I mean, I, and I've loved it, and I've lo I, I, didn't, I don't have the character to withstand the life of an actor. It's an incredibly difficult life, actually. People... Yeah, I mean, you know, the work is, you have to fight for your work. You have to, actors don't get paid well. It's a difficult life, you know, and now with all the self-taping and everything, I just didn't have, it's what I wanted, but I wasn't really, it wasn't really going to make me happy. And so falling into presenting, and I did fall into it, has given me an amazing career and life for the last 20, 25 years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. Who would have thought it? Who'd have thought it? Who'd have thought it? Yeah. Listen, could you want to play a bit of bingo? This is something Not we really do, Robert. Not really, I bingo. No, no, but don't worry. Um, <laughs> I've got a list of 50 questions here, which we will randomly choose and you've uh, mine in two there. or three. Hmm? And you've mine in there. Um, no, we don't put yours in. I mean, <laughs> I, I do pretend to. The, the, there is one of Nadia's in, which I'm just going to tell... Everyone that questions. it is. It's awful. You suggested this. Oh, did I? What when was I, it? we started doing the podcast, I, I mentioned to you, I said, look, we'll have this, we'll have these random questions and we'll pull the number out of the hat sort of thing and oh then right. we'll ask the guests the questions. I've no Can memory you of suggest this. any? So mm. Nadia made one suggestion, which has <laughs> come out of the hat on a previous occasion. It went like a dead balloon, a flat <laughs> balloon, whatever you call it. And you've kept it in. Yeah, well, just because she's here. And it was number 19, Robert, but this isn't the real one. Do you get heartburn? <laughs> <laughs> that was her suggestion. Because <laughs> it might be a heart attack instead. <laughs> well, no, because it's indicative See, of so many excited things. Now. This goes back to my fit. My only thing about getting older is fear of illness. And the thing is, we, you know, people will often say, "Oh, you know, they got this terrible thing, and there was no sign." And then so there's always a sign. The body always tells you something in some way, and acidity is not good. If you are getting heartburn, don't just take heartburn tablets. Work out what it is that's <laughs> What have I become? Actually, you're just, you're just looking at your turn that you've reminded me of a story which is totally random, but it always makes me laugh. Nadia and I were out for dinner in London oh, a few months ago, whatever. The guy with the vinegars. 
Oh, God, don't you? You're going to make me sound like a ripe prat now. <laughs> no, 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 you don't know prat. I don't know my And, I mean, whenever food comes, or I'll accept anything in a restaurant. I mean, as long as it's vaguely edible, I'm absolutely fine. But, I mean, she's much more foodie. Wait till she tastes your old cakes. We're going to really do that. Um, and I don't know what, some hispy cabbage, I think it was, She ordered, right, a cabbage. A yeah. hispy cabbage. With vinaigrette. That, it's the most wanky thing you could ask for in London, right? And it was a she had slice. A cheeseburger. It was a slice of cabbage. I kid you not, Grilled. that thick. This was her main meal, and it was burnt yeah. or charred, as yeah. they say in, in Soho, twice, and then a dressing put over it. She said, "Do you want to try?" I took a bite, and I was choking. It was so disgusting. There was no oil or anything in the dressing. It was just vinegar, wasn't it? I don't know. It's all right. I thought it was okay. <laughs> How <laughs> anyone could eat? And I thought, hang on a minute. And it was just ridiculously expensive. Mm-hmm. Waiter did the classic thing. Come on, everything all right? I said, well, sorry, but no. I was mute I said, at this time, all the way through this. I said, I'm really, really sorry. And I know it's not your fault, but the cabbage is disgusting. And she's going to be very hungry. We're going to need a bug. <laughs> so, but he was really narky, wasn't he? And he was like... I'll tell you, this is a cabbage. It is a cabbage. It has a vinaigrette. I said, well, no, I know it's got, I know it's got a vinaigrette. I write cookery books as well. I said, but it's got no, nothing else in it. It's only it, it is a, whatever it was, vinegar. And I said, listen, I'm sorry, but I know my vinegar. <laughs> I was such a prat. Because he really pissed me off now. It was so expensive. He was being so narky. He wasn't going to give us something else. She was going to have to have a slice oh, of roast cabbage. Oh. She couldn't stop laughing. It was That's a real East Enders moment, thing. though. Oh, no, my vinegars. Hang on a minute. <laughs> I will lie. They're two and eight, need those vinegars. They're tough me vinegars. <laughs> anyway, our bingo. So can we have a random number? I don't know how this is going to happen. Between one and 50. Is, it, is something going to happen? All right, 23. Oh, good. I love the audience is doing it. How marvellous. Right, so 23 I'm going with, whoever suggested that. Optimist or pessimist, Robert? Um, I'm I'm always optimistic, I think, but I always express myself (laughs) pessimistically. I'm the same. I love that. that. I love that. That's a great description. I'm I'm an optimist who presents as a pessimist. Yeah. And I don't think pessimism betrays positive... My daughter says, PMA, PMA, positive mental attitude. Every time I sort of undermine a a moment or an ambition, I'm very bad at uh, announcing my ambitions before they're realised. And so as a result, (laughs) there's a protection thing, really, sort of hubris. And and you just sort of... uh, So as a result, you sort of imagine the worst possible case, but secretly you're planning for the best. God, I think I'm the complete opposite. I've just had a horrible epiphany here. Oh, did you? I love an epiphany. I think I am. I present as an optimist, and I'm a really bitter, twisted pessimist underneath. (laughs) I think you're right, actually. Do you think? Do you? Yeah. God. Yeah, I think so. Well, the hell's doomed. Are you a pessimist (laughs) or an optimist? Oh God, come on, take a guess. I've known you five minutes. <laughs> I don't know, actually. What do you think? Eh? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Would you say I'm an optimist or a pessimist? Yes. Optimist? Ooh. Thank oh, you. you surprised me, yeah. I, mm, God, we're going to have to analyse Karen. No, now. don't bother, optimist accept or it. Pessimist. Um, yeah, I suppose you're right, actually. Yeah, you I'm still here. That's being optimistic. Yeah. Or maybe. It, <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, I tell you what, you have a very positive attitude towards the ageing process, which genuinely has been a good influence on me. I'm delighted to hear that. Because initially when I started this podcast, it was because I had this dread of being 60 and old and all these negative connotations. Mm. And what you really did make me think about was actually taking control of your life and doing the things that mm. you want to do mm. and cancelling out the things mm. that you don't want to do anymore. Mm -hmm. Because maybe earlier in your career, or you've had to do things that you yeah. didn't particularly want to do because you have to pay the rent. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas now... I do what I want. Yeah. I make the time for things that I enjoy doing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you do some weird shit, <laughs> but... That's where it's <laughs> a Wednesday morning. <laughs> <laughs> the oat cakes, the tar, the But anyway, you're doing what you want to do, and I, th I think that and is... And that is so important. Yeah. I and that's why I want to see in your life a little bit of more of what you want to do, not what you think you should be doing. Yeah. And not looking back so much. Yeah. Not looking back so much. Are you doing what you want to do, Robert, right now? This yeah, I'm doing, like? yes, I am. And actually, the, the, the show I'm doing is about not looking back in that sort of Orpheus way of not looking back and destroying yourself when doing it. But it's, uh, yeah, I hate looking back. I don't even really like looking at photograph albums. It's, it's uh, mm. I find nos well, nostalgia, I mean, I've been mm. told by some classicists that the, the root of the word nostalgia is the Greek for pain. And I really feel <gasps> that sometimes. Really? And, and, yeah, and, and uh, so. To be endlessly looking back, I, I, I find that really, I, I find it disturbing. Actually, I don't, I don't enjoy it. I think it. you're quite a deep person. I'm not, <laughs> sure, I'm not sure I would understand <laughs> your joke. I'm not going to send uh, Karen would to your Would that be a chat no, line to him at the bar? I think yeah. Do you know what? <laughs> For years, I worked on the production side of the BBC and I was sent to all these blinking comedy shows. Now we come back and say, nah, no use, no use. And it was for a morning comedy programme. Nah, nah, nah. And, God, they're all really successful now. These guys <laughs> 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 here. Joe Brand, Frank So are you doing what you want to be doing right now? Yeah. Right here, right now, I always think about today... I really do, just naturally. I mean, when you read about mindfulness and all this stuff, I think, bloody hell, that's what I've always done. And I thought it was just because I was brainless. <laughs> just, oh, this feels lovely. Ah, oh, okay. Oh, this is good. I mean, right here, right now, I'm having a great time sitting, chatting. I've, I've got a job. I've got children that I always wanted. I've got friends. I've got... Life is good. God, you I could learn, Key. I think... <laughs> <laughs> I think happiness is overrated. Oh, oh my God! Robert, I'm so excited. <laughs> you and I are separated at birth. This is what she's always said. The search for happiness, the happiness industry, is complete dead end. Yeah. Because because if you're searching for well, okay, if you're searching for happiness, is relates to just how you've been the moment before. It's like laughter. You you can't be laughing the whole time because you'd be exhausted and, and you can't be happy the whole time because it relates to how you were the previous so once you've got a certain stage of happiness you've then got to find the next thing of happiness yeah. this next level and uh, you know, happiness is just exhausting and, 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 and ultimately a dead end no happiness is moments you search for happiness if it's not yeah. happiness is not all the time and that's where it all goes to itself yeah. and you wonder why what's gone wrong you know, yeah. I'm not as happy as I was yesterday what's yes, yeah. and the official, the official quotient the official studies in the Today programme says I wasn't as happy as I was yesterday what's going on and uh, mm. so it's just it's a waste of time trying that. And if you've got a level of contentment from which you mm. can launch into happiness whenever, <laughs> whenever um, mm. that, that, that arises, and that's, that's the pleasure of it, but just always, always going for happiness. And it's, and it's also retail-driven, the happiness mm. industry yeah. as well. So, yeah. You and I are mm. going to be very happy together. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't know what your wife's going to think about it or anything, but um, 
I mean, on Loose Women for years, they've said, if you had an autobiography, what would you call it? And I have uh, always yeah. said, my happiness. autobiography will be happiness is overrated. Oh, my God, is that right? Oh, really? Yeah, I've yeah, always she's said always that. said it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. However, Robert is... Robert's got depth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can't have everything, can you? <laughs> right, we can... Well, just shout out, let's not bother with the tech. Another number between 1 and 50? 13. 13, that, uh, that's my that lucky number. Really I shouldn't say that every password I've ever got is um, now blown. <laughs> what would... We'll go for you first, Nadia. Your 21-year-old self oh, God. think of your nearly 60-year-old self? Oh, my God. Oh... I think she'd be pleasantly surprised. Because I think she would have thought she wouldn't have made it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. At 21, I wouldn't have thought I'd still be alive at 58. Oh, my no God. Really? Really? Yeah. You yeah. were wild. Yeah, I was wild. Would you have, at 21, your 21-year-old self, would she have wanted to be alive at 58? I remember probably, when I was young at seeing at 50, I'm just going to end it. No, no, I think I was a crash and burn sort of person, no. no. I mean, my kids say to me now, you know, they'll be chatting about, oh, they're so old, you know, and whenever you ask them what age is, it's so shocking. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, I remember thinking, well, you know, sex at 50, do people still have sex at 50? You know, it was, everything was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything in the 50s and 60s was like, for me, life is probably going to be pretty dull. Yeah. We've run out of time to talk about Jenny yeah. Eclair's theory of fucks. How annoying. <laughs> Leave that till tomorrow. You're, you're safe, Robert. So what would your 21-year-old self thought of your 60s? 65-year-old self. 65-year-old um, self. Uh, well, I, I mean, when I was 21, I was doing a show down at St. Mary's Hall in, in, um, on the Fringe. Oh. And so my 21-year-old uh, self would look at me now and say, you still here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning anybody you have yet? no other plans. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gone very far, have you? Just up the road. <laughs> yeah, but in a good way. Um, listen, thank you so much. We we're going to get kicked out of here. But before we go, um, Karen did go to great That's trouble so exciting, to, to try all of these things. So I would like you to sample... Um, tablet, oatcake, and of course the famous elderflower cordial. I don't know actually. Um, I don't know if our lady over there has been I'll munching her oatcakes, have you? Since you've, uh, are you going to recommend? The, um, I've only ever had the elderflower cordial in fizzy water. I've got fizzy water here, but there's no clean glasses, so <laughs> here we are. Now, would you like a bit of tablet or oatcake? No, oh, oh, right. I, I mean, so it's oat not an cake. either or. I'll do an oatcake. Thank you very much. God, you can smell the sugar coming out. Yeah, Maybe it's vanilla. Crinkle. Have you, you told me what went into that? Have you had tablet before? You, you actually get the whole that'll bag. That'll give me. That'll give me hope. Yeah, you actually get the whole bag. Now, did you make yours? this time? I did. Right. I is did. This for, the, for the great celebration on Saturday. Uh, I'll not be wanting that bit back, but it is actually for the great. <laughs> yes. Oh, lovely. Oh my yeah. God, that was the so best oatcake I've ever had. Are you what? hearing that? Are you hearing that, lady? That really? is delicious. Really? Have you changed your um, recipe? Let me know. God. And what about the elderflower cocktail? You're gonna Do you even know how to bake? What? Do you know how to yes, bake? Can I just ask you what oh, any of this? Well, Do you always get heartburn after you eat tablet? Oh my God, here we go again. You'll get, well, you'll get I heartburn I later. My arthritis isn't great. But have some more. <laughs> That's it, don't know. Our wrists aren't what they were. No, they're not. Mm. So this is homemade elderflower cocktail. This is terrible. We're having a picnic coffee. This is your own recipe here. This is elderflower cordial. I'll just put a wee drop in there because I don't know how. Give it a good stir. Just before you taste it, what I say about this, you don't know whether it should be going down or coming up. 
<laughs> you know, that kind of phlegmy kind of Are way. Are you talking about the tablet? No. Or the oat cakes? The or the elderflower? Thank you. It's lovely. Gosh, I, love, I adore elderflower. This is delicious. So good. Yes! No, oh, it's beautiful. Can we got a picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you I hear love that? Elderflower. You love it too. It would be better with fizzy, though, you're right, but it is delicious. Right, that's Good. enough. Let's wind down. Let's get out of here. Um, thank you so much for coming, thank everybody. You, we so appreciate it. It's mm. really, we, we were fully expecting to have like three people here and all of them Karen's family, so it's so <laughs> delightful. And my friend Trisha's in there somewhere out there. Right. Yay! Um, it's really Dog walker on a uh, Monday morning. All right, <laughs> Monday morning. Um, yeah, it's been lovely. Thank you very much, Kirsty. Thank you so much to, you. to Nadia and to, to Robert. Thank you. We had such a blast at the festival. It was so lovely to meet so many of you. We'll put the second show out soon, but we've got the lovely Jane McDonald for the next episode, so don't miss that. And keep your emails coming, podcast at htb60.com. Cheerio!